everybody and welcome to episode 142 of Herpetological Highlights, the podcast all about reptile and amphibian science. I'm Tom Major and co-hosting with me as per usual is my guy Ben Marshall and mm-hmm. we are here, well actually before we get really stuck in I have to say I don't normally sound like this, I'm quite ill so apologies in advance, it is the season, we've already delayed once the podcast recording due to my illness but you know the show must go on and so here we are we're recording and it don't sound great but i think i could sound worse so you're just gonna have to live with it i reckon it's all right cheers ben thank you mate yeah you're fine yeah that's kind well we have got a very cool episode today so this week we are going to be talking about alligators alligators and um specifically we've got a paper here about how alligators as it turns out well, it's kind of a bit of a spoiler for the whole episode, but it's kind of spoiled by the title of the paper that we're looking at. But yeah, we're going to be talking about alligators' ability to regrow their tails following their tails being cut off. And the paper that we have got today is by Zhu Pallard Fisher Smith Clark Sampson Bourgeois Rules Elsie Wilson Rules and Kasumi. And this was published in Scientific Reports in 2020, and it is entitled Anatomical and Histological Analyses Reveal That Tail Repair is Coupled with Regrowth in Wild Caught Juvenile American Alligators. Yeah, tail regrowth. I mean, I think everybody's relatively familiar with lizards regrowing their tails after they've been dropped. Drop your tail, have your, have your predators chasing you, go after the tail. You make a nice nifty getaway tailless but safe and then later on you can regrow it and it's not quite the same as the original but no it's better than not having a tail at all i assume yeah no definitely i mean there must be some kind of functional significance of the tail otherwise they wouldn't bother regrowing it but um or style yeah if style is classed as non-functional Yes, no, I mean, certainly from a stylistic point of view, Lizzie without a tail looks kind of weird and disgusting. You don't want to see that. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was like, I used to think that a lizard would only re- really drop its tail if you literally grabbed hold of its tail. But I've experienced now firsthand uh, in the wilds of Thailand that lizards can just basically just shed it off whenever they feel like it. There doesn't have to necessarily be pressure pulling on it the other end. And so... um. Yeah, it can be the case that, you know, you literally just look at a gecko and it sort of drops its tail. And there was more than once that I was sort of like walking through the jungle and you notice something wiggling on the floor. I think, what's that down there? And it's just a tail of a gecko or any other kind of lizard without any explanation as to why. You don't feel like you've really threatened the animal. It's just elected to drop the tail as you sort of pass by. Yeah, and it's disturbing to come across a tail wiggling around on the ground and having never seen the gecko. That's weird. Yeah. Especially when it's still wiggling. Yeah, you have no context for what it is. And well, this is the thing. Like, I remember coming across them and, like, okay, a gecko was here. Did this have anything to do with me being here? Or is, is this just a coincidence? I seem to have rocked up after a gecko's been spooked by something. It was... It's a weird thing to come across. Just... Yeah. With no context. And the fact that they wiggle as well. They're so It's very disturbing. You're just like, what's that down there? Is that a little grub? Or what's that? Pick yeah. it up. And then you're like, it's the tail of a lizard. Yeah. Gross. With no lizard attached. But we're not Ooh. talking about lizards today. No, much. we're not. 
we're talking about alligators. So alligators are amniotes. Amniotes are reptiles, birds, non-avian dinosaurs, and mammals. And of all of those, reptiles are actually the only one that can regenerate a lost limb. So if you or I, Ben, if one of our limbs was to fall off, it would not regrow. So <sighs> yeah, don't get any really, ideas about regrowing your tail. Yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame. Of course, some salamanders can do it too, and some frogs, but they're special, and they're not amniotes. So... um and there are some differences like we'll get into a bit later about the sort of tails that are regrown. And then you've got tuataras, which are, you know, not lizards, although they masquerade as lizards. They're not lizards. They're <laughs> sphenodonts. And uh, they can also regrow their tail. And like lizards we were talking about earlier, they kind of regrow this weird stubby version, which doesn't contain the normal skeleton. And did you know, Ben, that, you know, African clawed frogs are little favorite. Xenopus. Xenopus levis. One of the most widely distributed frogs through trade and movement and things. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, because they gave themselves a bit of utility early doors. They decided to be used as pregnancy tests. And once they, they had decided, that locked That's down, right. <laughs> they marketed themselves very effectively. Yeah, like, hey, hello humans. I don't know if you know this, but if you were to wee on me, you could actually find out if you're pregnant. After that, it was all she wrote. They were all over the world. Yeah. Global distribution. Um, not quite. But when they lose an arm, the little African clawed frogs, they don't regrow a whole hand. They just regrow a spike. Have you seen this? Have you ever seen one? No, no, I, I didn't go looking for pictures. I saw they had a diagram and I thought, oh, right, it's just like a little like peg leg. But I've never seen a picture. I'm going to look one up right now. It looks deadly. It looks kind of gross, but also kind of cool. Like, I mean, it must be useful to have a spike over a, a hand over nothing. So... They regrow a spike, but we're not talking about them either. We're talking about alligators, alligator mississippiensis. The name alligator comes from the Spanish el legato, which means the lizard, and is probably based on the Latin lacerta, so lizard, even though they're not lizards, that's where the name comes from. And mississippiensis obviously just means from Mississippi, which is where they were described from in the United States of America. And like I said, crocodiles, crocodilians, They've recently been found that they can regrow their tails and there's kind of been this mounting evidence for this in the literature over the last sort of 20 years or so, particularly from the family Alligatoridae, which is the alligators and the caimans or the caiman. There is one example of a freshwater croc regrowing its tail, so like a proper crocodile, but only one. And there are no instances of gharials regrowing their tails. So as far as we know, gharials they don't regrow their tails, but they're kind of the freaks. They're the odd ones out of the sort of <laughs> crocodilians, I mean, aren't they? They're a bit special. Yeah. Yeah, they're weird. Yeah. So an alligator's tail, if you were to think of an alligator's tail, obviously they're using it for swimming around. It's used in propulsion. Very strong, very thick. They have around 40 vertebrae in the tail alone. And inside, if you were to sort of take a cross-section of that tail, what you'd see is that there's this large vertebrae in the middle with kind of a spine going up and down sort of like the keel of a boat not a keel uh, a rudder and um they have three layers of you know what i'm saying like a i think keel was correct wasn't it well keel's like the sort of um the bottom i guess it is kind of like a keel but i to me it's more like a rudder yeah i think it's that you can get different shapes of keels but like where my mind went with keel but I think rudders probably. You're talking about like easier. the keel of um, like a catamaran. Yeah. Anyway, we don't want to get too bogged down in sailing. But alligators inside this tail, they have these three stacked layers of muscle, one on top of the other. It all looks very neat. And they have those cool scoots on the top, which make them look badass when they're swimming around like Godzilla style, you know, the little spikes on the top. <laughs> and then 
<laughs> on the sides of the tail, they have these very large scales and they are like mottled. So they're sort of a mixture of light and dark. And they're mottled. This is for camouflage. They look really nice. But for this study, they weren't talking about the perfect tails of alligators. They were interested in broken tails and they managed to find three small alligators that had had their tails broken off at the end or partially broken one of them was a, like a partial break so tail was still attached but clearly it had undergone some pretty serious damage part way down it so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, they didn't really speculate too much. They speculated a little bit in the discussion about how these um, injuries may have occurred. They said it could probably have been due to other alligators having a little chomp or potentially even a boat going past. And Yeah, because tail. these were juveniles. There is a sort of, well, maybe if a large adult alligator is getting a little bit peckish and a juvenile's in the wrong place in the wrong time, then someone might try and have a snack. So, yeah, not... Yeah, alligators do not ascribe to the feelings about cannibalism that humans do they're pretty laissez-faire about it they'll munch whatever <laughs> so um yeah if you're a baby gator larger gators are Watch a threat out. to you and so they had some pictures of these three baby or like juvenile alligators and their strange regrown tails and they don't look the same do they ben if you were to imagine a nice alligator tail and then you were to see these kind of regrown tails you'd probably be a little bit disappointed. I wouldn't go so far as to say disgusted, because that's unkind. But <laughs> I don't think, no, I don't think disgusted. Disappointed, I guess, perhaps. If you didn't know that they were sort of regrown, you'd think that the alligator had some sort of horrific burn or something, like they've been sort of singed. The texture, I think the best way of describing it that I can think of is like uh, quite charred wood. It's got like a very dark ashy sort of dark coloration to it but the cracks and the texturing makes it look like it's yeah like a burnt log yeah if you've ever forgotten a pasty in the oven for three or four hours that's yes. how they look it really yeah, isn't that, that also nice. yeah and there's a number of reasons why it looks different they lack the mottled coloration of the original tail so when they're regrown they're just pure black that's probably why ben's drawing the image of burnt food because yeah they don't have the nice mottled coloration but no. not only are they different externally so they've got like much much smaller scales and very uniform scales unlike the nice normal big fat scales they're covered in these tiny little scales but they're also different internally so it turns out the regrown meat of the tail is not skeletal muscle like it is in a normal tail before it's cut off it's actually made of collagen Collagen is the most abundant protein, actually, in the human body. So we're, It's like we a sort of get-everything-done protein, isn't it? That's what yeah. I was gathering from, <laughs> from my readings. <laughs> yeah, so it's got this, like, fibrous structure, and it's generally used to make connective tissue. So, yeah, it sort of, like, just fills in the gaps. But like the name implies, it generally connects tissues to other tissues. And in us, it's like a major component of bone, skin, muscles, tendons, and even cartilage. Yeah, if you took that out, there's not much left. <laughs> well, if you took out all of the collagen in us, we'd just be like these sort of amorphous blobs of meat. Yeah, exactly. Bones. So it seems bones. <laughs> pretty versatile, pretty fundamental as well. Yeah. And like, I think that probably gives it like a bit of a rigid vibe. Like, mm -hmm. cause obviously, because that's the other thing is that the inside's just basically made of collagen, but also they don't have the proper bones that are in the original tail. So instead of having the nice, what do you call them, vertebrae. Instead, when it grows back, it just grows back as this like hollow rod of cartilage, cartilage being what our 
bendy little noses are made of. And so, yeah, these tails, they're probably a little bit flexible, a little bit rigid because of the collagen and the uh, cartilage. But but with no musculature. No musculature, no. But the thing is, like, so what that means is they can't flex the tail, so they can't, like, bend it and use it. Like, if they were swimming, they couldn't just, like, flap it. But I think the length of the tail, obviously they still have musculature higher up in the tail where it wasn't cut off. So I imagine the reason they're regrowing it is because although they're swimming with the tail, having a little bit on the end is probably good for like propulsion purposes. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't necessarily flex it the way you want to, it's probably still good just to have something to wag to get you swimming around as well as possible. Yeah, a surface area benefits, even if it doesn't have the muscle for the fine movement. Yeah, you can still get the brunt of the movement from muscles further down the tail closer to the body, right? That's Certainly that seems to be the suggestion. Because otherwise, why would you bother, you know, what would be the selective pressure of regenerating the tail? It seems like a lot of energy, a lot of effort to expend. So you would have thought it'd be selected against if it didn't have a decent benefit. Yeah, and they actually talk about that effort that it takes the alligator to repair the tail so it's actually a really prolonged process i don't know that they know in alligators how long it takes but there was an example in the black caiman and after another caiman bit off the tail i'm imagining this must have happened in captivity for all of this information to be gathered but after the very end of the tail was bitten off it took 15 months to grow back and in another study, it was 18 months. So it's quite a prolonged, slow process of regrowth yeah. for these alligators and caimans. But then that's also very in keeping with how I think about crocodiles and stuff with like growth rates. I feel like they're quite slow, methodical beasts in that way. <laughs> Not this sort of rapid regrowth you might see on a lizard. Yeah, or even a frog. I bet they regrow them rapidly. Okay, so quick tangent. You said about mammals not regrowing stuff, but they did have one of these examples <coughs> about the, uh, what was it, African spiny mouse that regrows its skin. It's got skin autonomy. So you try and catch the African spiny mouse, you're left with some skin, the actual fundamentals of the rodent gets away and then regrows its, regrows its skin at a later date, which is baffling. How much skin can they lose? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like the fish-scaled gecko, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was sort of... Where my mind went with it, yeah. But, the, you know, a scale is... It feels more granular, more modular. feels more replaceable than the skin, right? Because it's... You know, it'd be like losing feathers. It, it feels... Or hair. <laughs> it feels yeah. more reasonable. The African spiny mouse losing its skin... It's nuts, yeah. When they lose the skin, I bet underneath it's horrible and pink. Well... Like a little chicken fillet under there. I, I, presumably. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It said that it can sort of regrow the follicles and things, so it's losing a chunk of stuff with that skin. But um, And it extends to the ear holes, it said. Some animals just have no luck. Although I suppose... Well... It must be getting grabbed and pinched quite a lot for that to have evolved as a strategy. Maybe. This is what's sort of odd with this regenerative thing. Or at least this is the impression I got from this paper, is it's kind of unclear where the sort of ancestral state lies for this. Is this something that species have had back in time? And a lot of species have lost it in exchange for like more complex immune systems? Or 
is it the case where it's sort of convergently evolved in different groups and it's I don't know it's weird it's weird I don't know how the selection pressure on this stuff works it seems very complicated mate if I find out that we have a common ancestor with alligators that could regrow limbs and we've lost it although alligators can't regrow arms and legs and we don't have tails right but You've got things like your salamanders and your and your xenopus that do. You've got no instances, I think. I mean, they didn't mention anything in birds, so I'm not aware of anything in birds. But, like, yeah, it's... Oh, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Like, it just seems so rare to be likely to be ancestral, but at the same sort of time, if having an immune system that sort of precludes it is super, super beneficial then maybe it does make sense. Maybe, you know, it was lost once and that was that. Hmm. That is begging for a, a broad-scale phylogeny of autotony. Yeah. Or maybe not autotony, but just regrowth. Just regrowth. Yeah, just regrowth. Because we're not... We're, yeah, we're not talking about that with the gators, are we? No. Okay. But um, I think that's about all we can say about the uh, tail regrowth of alligators, isn't it? Um, well, the only thing other to mention is that what they're one example of a partial break leading to like a tail oh, yeah, regrowth yeah, yeah. because the image of this is bizarre. So you have this tail, classic alligator tail, and it's been broken, presumably, um, by something. And instead of it just remaining or, or like reinforcing that break... It has what I can only sort of describe as like an eruption of the new tail coming out where this break point is. And it's it's bizarre. I Words don't do a very good job at describing it. So you have the tail going off sort of down and then coming out to the top of the tail is this new cartilage core rod like structure with the sort of collagen mass around it. And it doesn't look like a particularly well-shaped tail. It looks like some sort of growth. Like it, yeah. <laughs> it's so you can see because underneath they've got a an X-ray yeah. of the tail, and you can see that the vertebrae are broken. It looks like a classic break where you've got the the tail running along nicely, and then suddenly the vertebrae are like shifted off to one side, and yeah. they've yeah. been kind of shifted. Shifted down, I guess you could say. So it looks like something sort of broken the tail. If it had been like a a bite or a grab, something sort of grabbed the alligator maybe from below and like pulled down. That's what it looks like. Yes. Yeah. So you can see there's this break where the tail suddenly gets like cracked and goes downwards. And like you say, busting out of the top is this like, almost looks like a wave of meat. Just like this black chunk I know this happens to geckos too. They call it bifurcation, don't they? Where the tail breaks and it obviously triggers the yeah. regrowth uh, hormones and whatever whatever feedback loop leads to regrowing the tail gets triggered and you end up with a gecko that's basically just got two small tails, one normal tail that broke and then another one sort of poking out to the side. And this yeah. very much looks like that, although, yeah, just very strange and sort of, yeah. I wonder how that alligator swam. Probably quite well. It looks like a big chunk at the end of the tail we can use. For, I mean, like, I guess, around. yeah. Like, I can't... I mean, it, it's still... Sub, you know, it's... I guess, yeah. It's just weird. Weird eruptive collagen mass coming out of its tail. 
But let's move on, shall we, from alligators themselves to alligator lizards, actually, and uh, onto our species of the bi week. The paper that we have this week is by Blair, Bryson, Garcia Vasquez, Nito Montes, Dioca, Luxano, McCormack, and Clicker 2022 Phylogenomics of Alligator Lizards Elucidate Diversification Patterns Across the Mexican Transition Zone and Support the Recognition of a New Genus Published in the Biological Journal of the Linnaean Society Yeah, alligator lizards Beautiful lizards with massive heads Massive heads So Geronotus is this genus and they are a genus of lizards commonly referred to as alligator lizards due to a vague resemblance to an alligator They have this like big head and sort of the scales are a bit alligatory i guess like yeah, yeah because they're um the ones on the body are rectangular and therefore i think i can see the the crocodile alligator connection there it's pretty loose yeah it's pretty tenuous i know what you're wondering though ben can they regrow their tails like an alligator yes they can they can they can regrow well their tails. you say like an alligator but it's actually better than an alligator presumably with a little bit of musculature that allows a bit of movement still. Ah, uh, yes, because mm. it's a lizard. Although, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Not back yes, to the no, same right, as yeah. what was before, but there is still a little bit of musculature coming yeah. along. Yeah, lizards can flex. Growth. Yeah. Yeah, lizards can flex. Yeah, so um, this study was kind of this big phylogenetic study looking at patterns of diversification in the Geronotus group. Um, basically these lizards they're from like um, Central America and Mexico and basically they all started speciating like crazy during the Neogene period which won't mean anything to anyone when was that Neogene period was like 23 million years ago to 3 million years ago they were all speciating like crazy and um Basically, a lot of that was because it was sort of around that time or just before that uh, Mexico's major mountain ranges were uplifting. And obviously, when you have mountains forming, you have suddenly all these new niches and climatic and ecological changes. And possibly a massive biogeographical barrier as well, separating species. Yep. Exactly. And so this lifting of mountains was followed by periods of cooling and warming as well. So the climate was changing as well, which probably uh, contributed to range expansions and contractions and led to all these little lizards becoming different species isolated by various factors. But what they noticed when they did their phylogenetic study is that there was one particular species in the Geronotus group, Geronotus lugoi, which was extremely deeply divergent and it had origins further back than any of the other splits in the late Oligocene, early Miocene, so like 30 million years ago. Really ancient split compared to the rest of the species, so this one in particular split off a long, long time ago. And um, quite surprisingly, really, they agreed with the species epithet, but they decided to give this one its own genus based on how long ago it split from the others. And so rather than being Geronotus lugoi, they've changed the name and they've called it Desertum lugoi. And the reason for that is, like I said, the ancient split. And desertum means desert, wilderness, or unfrequented place. And it refers to <laughs> the remote, arid habitats which are inhabited by species of this genus. And it's endemic to Mexico and distributed in rocky shrubland. It's xerophilic. So yeah, rocky, <laughs> arid, mountainous yeah. regions of 
central and southern Coahuila. Uh, yeah, into the adjacent Nuevo Leon Mountains. Yeah, it does have a sort of physical distinguisher as well, this genus from the, from what it's been split from, where they tend to have smooth dorsal scales, which is different from the others that I presume have sort of lumpier or keeled scales. Ah, oh, they're nice and smooth. Yeah, I mean, I've looked at pictures of them, and I think smoother is the word to go with, as opposed to smooth, smooth. Because mm. they still look reasonably textured by the look of them. Okay. They're beautifully stripy, though, this species specifically we're talking about. Are they? Because there wasn't a picture in the paper of this species, as far as I could tell. There was one picture of an alligator lizard, but it wasn't labelled as to what it was. Yeah, no, these ones are, are gorgeous. They've got a sort of warm, warm brown coloration with these very uh, clean stripes going across the body which go sort of black white black and then a big chunk of brown black white black so oh yeah really 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 styling lizard hmm and a big meaty head quite long well, tail well naturally <laughs> yeah you wouldn't want to take a bite off one of these I bet it would really hurt yeah and actually very big tails for having the capacity to lose them yeah they'd look like so strange tails. without a tail if you're wondering what these things are related to, um, Abronia, close relatives, uh, Berizia, um, and then, yeah, all the Geronotus species. Um, and they all look quite similar. I mean, there's definitely a very Abronia vibe to these guys, I would say. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if, if we're talking about more species of these being described, because it seems to be that they're in a bit of a, uh, having a bit of a moment in terms of their taxonomy which is quite cool but yeah do they know they don't really know too much about it they like rocky areas so obviously the abronia are famous for their um living in trees and hanging around near uh bromeliads and such but these these guys are more more fans of the rocks more saxicolas exactly Mm -hmm. saxicolas so yeah there we go welcome to science the new genus desertum elevated from uh geronotus and uh yeah Really cool, nice lizard, and yeah, I think that just about rounds up our episode on alligators and the pretender alligator lizards. Well, I don't know about pretender, it wasn't its fault that it was named after something that it ain't. No, yeah, and I just put it's it out not like there. a I mimic. Don't like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it. This goes in the category of not acceptable named after naming, does it? Yeah, because not only is it incredibly tenuous, but also, you know, I mean, at least the thing is... I guess if the lizards were able to comprehend what they'd be named after, they'd probably think it was pretty cool. Like a gigantic crocodilian for to a lizard is probably like a, a demigod. But <laughs> yeah. 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 Perhaps. It's still not about that. Maybe they wouldn't trust them because they're so aquatic based. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that could be true too. So have you got any other business? I don't know. No, any other business from me this week. Okay, so I've just got one piece of other business just to thank our newest Patreon. This is a man named Henry Crisp, and I know Henry. And uh, yeah, shouts to Henry. Henry was actually one of my field assistants this year, um, working with me and Loza doing radio telemetry of uh, Escalapian snakes. All around good dude. So thanks very much, Henry. And Henry's also the man charged with chasing Escalapian snakes next summer, hopefully, now that me and Loza have finished. Oh, so uh, things continue. Things continue. So, um, yeah, I'm intending to go back to Wales and sort of intervene where it's not necessary and bother him as much as possible. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's called supervising yeah. right yeah i'm helping um but yeah thanks very much henry uh, massively appreciated me yeah yeah oh yeah and if you want to become a patreon you can patreon.com slash help highlights and uh patrons are the best so yeah i think all that remains to be said is if you want to get in touch with us you can help highlights at gmail.com if you want to correct anything that we've said or you just want to send us an email ask us a question uh, we might read your email on the podcast and similarly we are on social media so find us on there and yeah thank you for listening thanks for listening <laughs>